You got the chill. The chill. The chill. The chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. People like me. That's some booty, Jim. Presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. Everyone is so mean to me. I am Jim Rutledge. We all know never to go full Rutledge, but you should never go full ham bone on a weekday night. There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching. Jim goes, that was a bad, bad throw by Jordan Love. <laughs> Turns back around. <laughs> Next thing. That was an underthrown ball by Jordan Love. And I'm just like, oh so, my God, this guy's so going to swing on right. Jim. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. It is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's Crush, a Coors Light. What time did you go to bed last night, Mr. Matt Hamilton? Uh, I made it to like, I don't know, 9.30. Here's the thing. I probably had dinner and might have fallen asleep on the couch for a moment. Yeah. So I woke back up from that, snapped back awake probably around 8, and then... Lingered until like 9 30, 10 o'clock, and then yeah, it was lingered was on it. your fingers. <laughs> uh, and, and you know what? After dinner, I had no ice cream or goldfish crackers. I left that alone for the day. <laughs> well, and if you're tuning in, you missed it yesterday, you listen back. Wisconsin, the man, Apple, Spotify, any of those great places. That is brought to you by our good friends at Revive Restoration. Go to reviverestoration.com uh, to revivepros.com to see how they can help you with mold remediation or water damage or anything else going on with your house, including cleaning your air ducts, Mr. Matt Hamilton. For your wash or drying machine. Yes. Or just any air ducts you got going yeah, on. I yeah, I suppose air ducts too. But uh, yeah. Matt Hamilton, his birthday was on Monday. Tuesday was hangover day. Oh, yeah. And today we are bringing in Molly Brown. Because <laughs> she's got her own adventure. She does. <laughs> and I will preface this that yesterday I teased that there was someone in the office that had a stain on their clothing. And the question was, should I have brought it up to them? And I realized quickly that I wasn't the only person, Molly, <laughs> that knew this. Because when I mentioned it on the air, some of our great teammates that listened... Immediately texted me your name. So <laughs> today I'm I, dying. Uh, and you can get into the show eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six with your policy on telling uh, people if they have a stain uh, on their clothes or like something on your teeth. Just basically, if someone's got a blemish, so they can clean up. Like, what's your policy on telling them? Oh. But Molly, first thing I wanted to <laughs> to ask you about is that today when I. Uh, like, I snagged you in between meetings. It was a busy day for all of us. And I was like, Molly, you got like two minutes. Let's go into the, the manager's office. What was your thought when I asked you that question? I honestly didn't know. I was like, am I in trouble by Jim right now? Right. Because I'm not one that... You're uh, about to get never pulls me by aside. Jim? Yeah. Judgmental Jim. Like, I'm not what one did to pull I do? people aside. Like, I'll yeah, have a he'll, he'll call you out in front of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, what did I do? Right. So the thing that you brought up, I was not expecting. So, because here's the part, Matt. Then I I told her, I'm like, hey, yeah, we had this question about what if something happened. <laughs> has uh, something on their pants and whatever you want to tell them about it. And Molly's like, oh my God, I had this in my pants. I'm like, Molly, yes, we kind of insinuated it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about you. You had a brown stain on your white pants in a so position bad. that you don't want a brown stain in. What? And uh, Molly, before we get to, I got to defend myself a little bit here. Before we get to Molly's stained pants, uh, we had a 
team meeting yesterday to talk about the ESPN Madison golf outing presented by Coors Light. That's going to be coming up hopefully here soon in August. So we uh, all gathered in our conference room here, the Ken Rovac uh, conference room. And I always have to, today, just want to tell us aside, I mentioned that it was called the Ken Rovac. Uh, conference room, and someone's like, oh, I didn't know he passed. I'm like, no, he's not dead. It's just a weird thing we do here. Uh, is, it really, is it really called the Ken Rovac conference room? Yes. Oh. We also have the Greg Scalzo room. Uh, people like, we're just killing people off early here. There will just, be a Jim Rutledge room one day. Hamilton. Yes, I have to <laughs> either sure. leave or die to get the room, but like, at some point, uh, there'll be a room here. But anyways, there's a Rovac room. So, we were in the Rovac room. He's still very much alive and doing well. Uh, if you are listening, we just name... Rooms after people who left us, because then they're dead to us going forward, is basically <laughs> how, how we do that. So, um, in the Rovac room, we uh, got all together, and there was a whiteboard, and Molly decided that you know, she was going to clean the whiteboard off. I'm so embarrassed. Oh and God. the first thing I noticed... Just clean it off, too? You didn't have anything to write on it? Well, she, she maybe well okay, on so I was, I was planning on writing on it, didn't even end up writing on it, so this was just a waste of my time. I think she was inspired <laughs> that I had a whiteboard meeting a couple weeks ago, and I looked like... Uh, he was in charge. Yeah, I looked like I was in charge. It felt like I was in charge. It felt like I was calling plays. Like but anyways... The, the guy from Moneyball? Brad Pitt and Moneyball? Right, right. We're going to yeah, move this yeah. guy here. Right, yes. <laughs> but uh, Molly had... Let's start with this uh, blemish on your pants. You had... Just fuzz all <laughs> over your pants. So the first thing that when you stood up, I'm like, what is on her pants? Is she wearing like furry pants? Like, so initially, my, that was my first thought. And I've learned now, talking to the office, that I was not the only one with this thought. Uh, and then I initially thought, Matt, with that one, I said, well, she clearly can see that her pants are covered in fuzz. So I'm not going to point out to her, like, yes, hey, my- what's all over your pants? Because she yeah. can see it's all over right. her pants. I'm not going to make her feel worse about it. My so- navy blue sweater was shedding. All over my pants. I lit and rolled myself about five times, and then I just gave up. I was like, I'm It was like she rolled That's around she in her sweater. Like, it, was it was so, so much. bad. Shortly I don't after know why. that, she thought she shedded her pants or something. <laughs> right, right, right. We all thought. Hey, now. Uh, and so then the other part is that then Molly turns, and I'm at the door frame. She turns to, like, clean. I'm so and- nervous. <laughs> Her, you volunteered uh, for this. Her, her, <laughs> I did. Her chukus is in sight. Her <laughs> and it's like, the, I think, the most PG way I can describe it. There, so yeah. then there was uh, a decent sized, maybe a quarter sized coffee stain. No, you didn't know it was coffee, though. Well, right. I Caramel assu- colored stain. I assumed it was coffee. Coffee colored stain in a position where nobody really wants a coffee colored stain. And oh, by the way, she's wearing white pants. So. Oh, man. That's some and I yeah. knew that she had told me not hours ago that she, on her trip to Indianapolis, had the stomach flu. It was so bad. Oh my god! That's a story for another. Day. Yeah, that... some pants got thrown away on that. No. <laughs> so it was entirely possible. Right, right, it wasn't time. coffee. So like this is all running through my head. Wow. It was... That it is... was entirely possible that it wasn't mm. coffee, but okay, I swear so to God, it was. Down. How did it get? How did coffee get on your backside? Because okay. normally for me, I drink coffee. <laughs> coffee enemas aren't a thing I go for, so I don't know how you it gets living. on your backside. I've never done it. No, okay. So here's the thing. Uh, every morning, I like to make like an iced coffee before I leave my house, and I I put it in like a like a. I don't, what are those? Cup holder? Like a no, like just oh. a cup that oh, like keeps your drink thermos. cold. Yeah, yeah, it's like a double wall. Okay, <laughs> yes, exactly. But I didn't put the lid on top because I stick a like straw in it. Whatever. Okay. Then I was like bringing everything out to my car. I have like fifty million bags. I throw the coffee cup into the cup holder. It splashes out the top because there's no top. Right. 
not even thinking, I then go around and go sit on my chair. So then I am sitting in the coffee, but it's not enough to make it feel like, oh my God, you're sitting in something wet. Right. And then I didn't notice Mm. until about three o'clock in the afternoon that I had like caramel colored stains on my pants. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) it looks like I pooped my pants. And I could have told her at noon and cleared it up. You absolutely could have. And apparently. You blotted that too by just sitting on that coffee seat. Yes. But your pants absorbed as much of that coffee as it possibly could have. You might have cleaned your car better than you would have had you tried to like scrub it. So exactly. I want to chime in here first. 844-770-3776. Tell us times you've had to change your pants at work for whatever the reason. Oh 844-770-3776. <laughs> Tell us times you've had to change your pants at work. But I fell in a puddle in construction one time. I was working uh, on the Wisconsin Institute of Discovery building. Yeah. And I was helping out, like, guiding one of the trucks to back in. Mm-hmm. And I was backing up, hit the curb, landed right in a puddle. And I just worked the rest of the day in really muddy, wet pants. All right. Gross. And, yeah, chafing is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. And it I was like leather- 10.30 in the morning. I had to work till 3 that day, so... Yeah, there was a lot of time to just sit in wet pants. So we want to, we just want to make Molly feel better. So embarrassing stories about either pant, like stain incidents or times that you've had to change your pants or embarrassed uh, by your appearance at work. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Now, I mean, look, I called it out yesterday. Uh, Alex Strofe was an abject disaster. He no, was wearing. Apparently, a, I was. Well, and here's the thing, because <laughs> I learned that also people were wondering. I talked about it yesterday, Matt. You have a beard, mustache. Like you know, if you're wearing something dark, especially, and you scratch at it, there could be some dandruff or mm-hmm. some some uh, or your hair too. Right? right. You yes. can, yeah. You never know. Right. But when you're like, black, especially you on be especially on your beard, though. Like that is something that is really common. Uh, and so Strofe was walking around for a while yesterday, hair a mess, uh, and then. He just covered in beard dandruff all over oh. the front of his sweatshirt. <laughs> and like if you see the video for Ho Chung Gaming Madison that we did where I basically roasted him because I was like, You look like you're a homeless person right now. Like why? <laughs> like you look like a disaster. And so, um, anyways, I love that in that video he cleaned himself up for the video, so he knew he looked like a wreck and was right. still just walking around the office. But anyways, I brought that up to, to Molly and she's like, Oh, that's what's on. Uh, that was what was on Alex's shirt. So mm-hmm. he, too, was a disaster to people uh, that I was the only one to call out. So it's not just Molly yesterday. It was well, a rough day for problem, everyone. You had no problem telling Alex Strophe had an issue. Well, but I, but we, you uh, couldn't tell me, tell and neither Molly. could the 10 other people that work in this office, because I know that everybody saw it. So I'm the only one that came around and ended up telling you at some point. Part of it yesterday was like, I wasn't, I couldn't catch you at the right time. Like We both were very busy. You didn't and, want to pull me into a room right, by myself right, and right. be like, hey, if I had <laughs> on your pants. If, if I had a moment to do so, but you were busy, I was busy. <laughs> Honestly, I feel it like wasn't like front of mind, where it's like, the main thing I got to do today, make the main thing the main thing, which is telling Molly she's got a, a poop-colored stain on her pants. Like, that's, <laughs> I really, that's my day. I really think it might have been... Just like par for this office, if you'd have just been like, hey, Molly, looks like you pooed yourself. <laughs> and just out for everybody to hear. I think that would have been like obviously embarrassing, but is it any less embarrassing than getting home and realizing that everybody at, op- at the office thinks you pooed yourself when you, <laughs> at least you didn't even have a chance to explain? You had to wait another 13, 14 hours before you could be like, it was coffee, guys. It spilled in my seat. That's how you were. You had 13 hours to come up with a legitimate excuse. If Jim would have said that to me, I would have been like, hey, you know what? After the weekend, I had. Like, <laughs> See? I you could have just owned it like that. I, I think 
Basically, Molly's getting that is uh, if, if pooping your pants was cool, she'd be Miles Davis. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what she's trying that's to get how out it there. Goes. Oh my god, so, I'm dying. Molly, you would have in this situation, you would have preferred someone told you then early. Uh, yes, but here's the thing: is I didn't have anything to cover with, so it's not like I had like a sweater. I, I didn't said have you a sweater. Gotten a t-shirt from the prize yeah. closet. I don't know how it. you're gonna tie, tie it around t-shirt. your waist. Oh, you're right. I don't know something. I told you how you do it: is stick your legs through each of the armholes <laughs> and then pull it up, tuck it in the back of your shirt and just let it hang out like yeah like, like, you remember like passing my home a little towel yeah. that it's hanging out yeah, of his, yeah just have it hang out the back of your pants, pants you know what i mean <laughs> that's not suspicious at all after everybody would have already yeah, seen but it then people would have been like that woman seems like maybe she pooped her pants yeah <laughs> exactly. but if they saw your pants would've they would have really been like it. she pooped her pants so like that's the difference yeah you she definitely did some mystery to it uh, let's get. We'll get back to Molly in a second. Let's get out to Robin Madison. I cannot wait to hear his oh, embarrassing geez. pants story at the grocery store. Rob, how you doing? Doing well. How are y'all? We are fantastic, except for Molly. She may be less than fantastic. <laughs> so this weekend I went grocery shopping. All right. And I'm wearing some, you know, overwashed blue jeans. And mm-hmm. I grab my cart, and the first thing is cases of water. Yeah. And I bend down and rip my jeans in the back, ah. like right from. All the way up, and I'm wearing yellow South Park boxers. <laughs> so, so I'm contemplating, like, I do not want to travel 20 minutes more to get new pants. Let's just see how this goes. Maybe someone will point it out. You know, no one did, but, oh, boy, I enjoyed the breeze walking, though. <laughs> That's, th- thanks, Fair Rob. Enough. It does remind me of a time oh, where I had a, a tear in my pants, but it was in an awful spot of... I guess the chafe is real. Like it was in the crotch area that mm-hmm. it had torn, so like I was exposing a lot of inner thigh. Uh, but that, I was able to hide it by just yeah. keeping the legs together most of the day. Uh, you know that uh, that was my solution. But I do remember there was a contemplation for me a couple years ago with a pair of pants that tore in a un, not a great place. But luckily I'm not Ben Brust, so I did. I was wearing boxers, so I thought, <laughs> you know what. Someone gets a glimpse of my boxers. That's fine. Jim Rutledge, he's fake tough. Well, Ben Brust doesn't wear underwear, so it's definitely a different <laughs> yeah. story if, Den Br- if Ben Brust yeah, has the ben, crotch in his pants. Ben Brust, you send home from work. Right. Jim, you're like, just stay seated at your right. desk. Just right. cross your legs. Cross your legs, yeah. <laughs> so stay I, modest. I borrowed a pair of curling pants from a teammate that was slightly smaller than me. Uh, when in I was the waist? in juniors, in the waist, okay. and the hips, and the legs. Everywhere? <laughs> everywhere. You're just bigger everywhere. <laughs> I mean, well. You're just more voluptuous. Yes, yes. I was hard, I'm <laughs> much more huggable than this. this show. <laughs> and this was like back when I was in juniors, so I'm 19 years old. So obviously something embarrassing like ripping your pants at a junior bond spiel when ladies are also playing and guys are playing and you, you're trying to be cool because you're a single guy, you're a fun single guy. Well, curling, as you guys know... You get down into those like starter blocks, yeah. the hack, yeah. and you're full bent over. And when you're getting ready to take a shot, you like lean back and you get all geared up to throw this shot. And right as I was about to kick out, <laughs> right down the middle, like right the seam that guards your booty crack. Yeah. Like, I'm like, thank yeah. goodness I have underwear I on. But say, do you wear underwear? Yeah, I do, I do. But if Otherwise I didn't, if I did, it would have been the worst look. It would have right, been like right. looking into Sauron's <laughs> right, eye. Right, right, right. <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. It would have been not fun for anybody. <laughs> the sweaty hand bones. Nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants a sweaty hand bone. So... That was probably the most embarrassing time I ripped my pants just because hey, you're 19 years old. You yeah. that is like like now I would have a good chuckle about it. You know, no, <laughs> and whatever. Now, what and are all, you going to judge all res- me? It's like, with all due care. respect, 
at 35, from the outside, it'd be better if you were 19. Because, like, nobody wants, like, a 35 year old's ripped pants. Like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> there's, there's a lot. Of, yeah, like, well, it, just, it, hurt, it hurt the soul a lot worse as a 19 year old than I think it would now. Right, no, that's true. Because now you just know, like, mm-hmm. I am what I am. I am what I am. <laughs> I'm married. It's like, wait, we're good. We're good. I don't need I, pass judgment all you want. <laughs> right. My wife's judgment is all I care about. And she's bluegill or bust. I'm bluegill or bust for happy kids. There you go. She puts yeah. up with you enough and it's good to go. Yeah. So, what? So in that scenario, you prefer to be told if you have a stain uh, that's in a compromising place that makes you that you wouldn't know about because that's the thing. Like you're not going to catch a glimpse of it in the mirror. Well, like you, you're not a girl. You look at all the angles okay. when you're a girl. Right. But <laughs> uh, but I didn't drink enough water yesterday, so I didn't go to the bathroom enough yesterday until three o'clock. And then I'm like, great. That makes a lot then of sense. Then when I finally okay. look, okay. See, I came up with a solution, Jimmy. Just out here, I was like, I am going, if, especially if it's someone of the opposite gender, I will just go tell. One of the other ladies in the office. So that, you're going like, to go gossip? No, I would be like, you should tell Molly this, but I feel like that's embarrassing for her, and it's a little embarrassing so for So that me. was the question, like, if a guy, because it wasn't a compromising place to tell you that like, you had a Because, like, if I was wearing white pants and I had sat in coffee, Jim would have told me immediately. Right. Yes, 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 yes. He might have even told the office first and then told oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a double <laughs> standard. Absolutely. Right. Especially when it comes to Matt. Like, we're friends. Like, you're going to call each other out. Maybe if it was like a And new you guys person. are friends, too, but it's still, it's a different yeah. dynamic, so he yeah. can't say... Right on your butt, right. you've got a I, coffee stain. I give you guys full reign to tell me if I have something on me. 100%. Like, See, you if look? you had spinach in your teeth, I'd have no problem, right, Tony. Right, yeah. Like, that's no problem. Or if you had some mustard on your face from a sandwich or something, no problem telling you. Yeah. A coffee stain on your bum bum, <laughs> that's a little different. That's when I'm like, well, I don't want her to think that I'm like looking at her bum bum. No, right. but if somebody has a stain on yeah, their bum no, bum, I, you're going to know... <laughs> Hey, like, I'm staring at it because there's a stain. I'm not just staring at you, you know? <laughs> so I fair. give you guys full reign. Everybody that's listening, tell me if my pants have something on them. So there you go. If you see Molly Brown or someone looks like Molly Brown out in the mouth, just tell <laughs> them. someone that looks like Molly. <laughs> if they have a stain on their behind, just let them know. Are yep. you speaking on behalf of, like, most people? Do you think they'd want to know? I have no idea. Because mm. some people, maybe they don't want to know because we'll they don't want to feel this. self-conscious. If you've got a stain on your pants, on your butt, do you want to be told? Yes or no? I like it. 844-770-3776. I don't know if this text is for us or not. I threw out a lot of questions. The answer, we can kind of guess what they're answering. It's like Jeopardy. All the time, never trust a father after 50. Is that pooping your pants? Is that what that yeah. one is? Yeah. <laughs> what is pooping your pants? <laughs> is that final answer? <laughs> You are the Is weakest link. Is that true? You're not 50 years. You just mixed three you games in one. I got seven years to go. You got a few more years before you're pooping your pants everywhere. Right. <laughs> Easy there, killer. Are we sure it said father? Apparently in Indianapolis. It, if you autocorrect it there, uh, Jim, get rid of H-E-R. Get rid of the her at the end. Oh, you think it's farter after 50. Yeah. Wait, um, wait, wait, oh, never trust, trust a fart after 50. There you go. 50. That makes more sense. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <laughs> there you go. You deciphered it. There we go. Here's the I thing. went father. I agree went... that. Never trust a fart after 50 or after a stomach flu. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back to Molly Brown. Are we positive? That's the only Are we sure? That's yeah, the follow-up question here. She had 12 hours Is to it... come up with an excuse. Right, right. Are we sure it was actually coffee? <laughs> it was coffee, guys. Chafing is real in leather pants. Let me just tell you that. I wore some leather pants for the All-Star Weekend. Chafing is real. <laughs> All right. She's the second one to confirm it. I fell in a puddle. <laughs> Molly created her own puddle inside pants. 
right? You just they, they don't breathe. Leather doesn't breathe. No, I was like uh, Ross really? and like Friends. Sticks to you. It was literally it like, good. It was literally I, like I was Ross and Friends. Yeah, I, so I know bad. that episode you're talking about. Jim's not a Friends fan, so oh, get God. cultured. I lost get it cultured, after. Jimmy. Yes, get cultured. Says the guy who Molly created the puddle in her pants, and I'm the one that's got to get cultured. <laughs> She's the one who said Chapin's real as well. We know. <laughs> We know. Oh, my God. 844-770-3776. Let me just tell you about my good friends, family-owned business, J&K Security (laughs) Solution. Their locally-owned, family-run business has been part of the Madison community for nearly 40 years. Jeff and his whole team at J&K love to make sure that your business is safe and secure. Uh, You can use Control 4. They have commercial fire detection, commercial security, and home security. Uh, Learn more at uh, jksecurity.com. This is Rutledge Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Also brought to you by J&K Security Solutions. Securing homes and businesses in the Madison area since 1987. The only thing that made uh, yesterday's Badger basketball game palatable was the company. Got to hang out with uh, my friend Dan Andrews from Simmons Chevy in Mount Horeb. I drove my big blue truck from Simmons Chevy in Mount Horeb to the Badger game yesterday. And uh, Dan's good company, had a good time. Uh, talking Badger basketball, hanging out, watching the game. Uh, the nice thing is they serve good beer there. So both had uh, some Coors Lights All right. at the establishment we went to beforehand. And uh, we also had some Coors Lights at the game, which is nice. Did you know that, Matt? You can now have some beers at the Badger basketball game. I was unaware of that. It's, uh, it's a nice little treat. I kind of forgot about it. We were at the bar, and Dan's like, well, let's just get our next drink at the game. I'm like, you're right. So, had some Coors Light at the Badger basketball game. So, that made the game uh, extra fun and so uh, in good company. And again, shout out to Simmons Chevy in Mount Horeb. Only minutes away from a better buying experience at Simmons Chevy in Mount Horeb. Go see Dan and his team out there. Aaron and everyone else over there is fantastic. If you're in the market for a new or new to you Colorado or Silverado, go see Simmons Chevy in Mount Horeb. But with uh, Dan, we're kind of talking throughout the game and. The hard part for that game, Maryland versus Wisconsin, is neither one of those teams are teams that can score the basketball easy. And I think that might be the thing that I dislike the most about college basketball as opposed to the NBA, is that in the NBA, at some point, you know, after about one, you try to run a set maybe like once, and then it's like, okay, never mind, Durant, just go get a basket. And, or Giannis, go get a basket. Dame, go get a basket. You run your set, doesn't work, let's just go. Best play in the world. Let's go. Like let's try to do it. <laughs> so Bas- you're not like a basketball purist. You just want them to score. No, I, that's a, no. You're, you're wrong on that. I want because you have the ability. These players again can play jazz. I'm not a basketball fundamentalist. Okay. If you're a basketball fundamentalist, if you love college basketball and the idea that the guys have no I call ability, that a purist fundamentalist. Okay, that's uh, fine. Like like Brigham Young. Like you're a fundamentalist, uh, and so like you are like hardcore. Like this is how basketball was started. So I wanted to stay like that. Right. That's a fundamentalist to me. That's not pure. Because to me, well, that's bas- the way. See, purest to me is like this is how it used to be played. See, that's, and that's, fun, that's fundamental. Like, like pure basketball to me is like the Warriors at their peak, passing, shooting, uh, and good defense, and that was elite. That is pure basketball at best. That's teamwork, open shots. Like if you watch the Warriors play basketball when they were at their peak, that was the beautiful basketball. It was passing to the open player, unselfish basketball, lots of players being able to shoot, spread the floor, and that in Denver last year, the Nuggets, lots of passing, beautiful back cuts, the top players in the world running fantastic plays, moving the ball, getting open shots, but also if you need to, you got a guy that a couple guys can score hoops. Badger basketball is it's and, and college basketball in general is fundamentalist. It is how it used to be. 
and it hasn't really changed. And it's frustrating where it's like, oh, great, they didn't score, so now i got to run another set. Oh, great, they didn't score. i got to run another set. Oh, great, they didn't score. Now we're just going to heave up a nasty, horrible shot. So I was already working through this, and then I had Mr. Fundamentalist behind me uh, who was yelling at the refs the entire game uh, in my ear to the point where I almost ended with a headache. And the thing that was killing me about it is that the person who was this guy yelling behind me was 172 years old, Matt. So that was surprising to me. And he was watching the game. You know how if you're watching a game, you're like, oh, I wish you would have set a better screen or I wish it would have been a better yeah. back cut. This guy was getting on the officials. <laughs> Can't call that play. Come on, ref. How do you miss that? But here's the funny part. Presenting himself as a purist referee guy. Yet only calls that were missed were against the Badgers or on the Badgers. Otherwise, every call against Maryland, correct call. Every you, car that went against Wisconsin, bad call. You don't understand fandom. But here's the thing. He was, pre, he was talking like he is a – he's like, come on, ref, you can't miss that. So he's talking like I'm Mr. Referee guy. He's Mr. Referee who's a fan of the Badgers. Then you can't be Mr. Referee. Just say I'm an old fogey fan of my team and I'm just going to yell and scream about things was I like. Was he wrong about anything? Yeah, but, all like the time. You, you thought it was often everything wrong. was a travel. Everything well, I was mean, travel. It, I get it. No, you, the, it's not <laughs> the, the way tra- the game's the played. Travel, out. yeah, it's totally different than when it was when he played. He never. It might have been he a just travel. Ref. He's one of those guys that just refed. He's like a Jesse Nelson, just refed. You, don't, I mean, let's not assume. Let's just let's, say I'm back when he was young enough the to way play, he was asked, it was probably a travel. Two years ago, you're right. You didn't get when a gather step 175 years ago. When they played with the peach baskets, you're probably right. Yeah, you didn't get a gather step then. So I understand that the the like. First of all, I thought I was the ageist on the show, not you, Jim. So this is a little like backwards that I'm defending this guy. He is not used to these new rules. Judgmental, Jim. Or not new, but like the way the game is played now. But that, you know, you're right. That's an annoying fan, though. Nobody likes. I don't need anyone. Chirping the ref from behind me because, like, we all don't like the ref. Nobody likes the ref when they make a call against your team, but when against the other team, that's fine. See, and no, so that's so, how I am too. Like, if they make a call anytime, Jim, you know me, Mister NBA, Mister Basketball. I am Giannis. That's <laughs> I am definitely <laughs> going to be upset when they call a penalty on my or a foul those on my team. People around me during a the game, there's like every every time. A Badger player was scored on. That's a travel. He's cheating. And every time that mm-hmm. they scored, it was, you know, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. I mean, you sound like a moron, but like that's just comes with the, the right the, comes with the case. You Fanatic. know, like yeah, you just sit, there's plenty. Of, I Dan wasn't doing that. I sat around plenty of people that were just watching the game. No, okay, but, but I, like that's the, the thing like, is like travel. That's not a fanatic. Don't, They're just uh, also we were in the 200 levels, so. Zip it. Oh, yeah, Nobody okay, can hear you. That's different. <laughs> Shut like your mouth. I All didn't know you were that far away. I yeah. thought he was actually able to chirp the ref. No. No. This guy, so the refs had no idea. He was no. just doing this oh, for sorry, the people thought, around yeah. him and yeah, just for himself. For me. Yeah, just, and his, I think his wife was with him. Do you think she was impressed? She's a blessed lady, I'll tell you that. Was she impressed, do you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, then that's why you do it. Keep. That's why you do it. You got to keep your wife happy, Jim. Yeah. And if she thinks it's good to yell <laughs> at the ref, is that you the, would. Is that their foreplay? Maybe. Hey, now. <laughs> he took an extra step, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he did. Good job, honey. Yeah, no foul play in that world. Seth uh, from <laughs> Columbus <clears throat> chiming in with uh, wrong take there. Uh, fundamentalist and purist, same thing. No, fundamentalist is someone that takes ideology strictly and literally, like we just got to run them. Purist, they find joy in what is pure. 
Pure would be playing basketball how it's meant to be played, which is shooting, passing, spacing, the beautiful game. Mm. Fundamentalist is I got to run the same damn sets that I saw in the movie Hoosiers over and over and over again. How'd it work out for the Hoosiers? Uh, how's it working out for the Badgers? <laughs> But it's not a Badgers thing. I, it's fine. They've won it's two not. of their last three games. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love how you can pick and choose stats? Uh, Jimmy loves I that. Love, you know what? I'll give us, uh, I love this. The New Heights does this. They call it LeBron stats. <laughs> okay. With like you just pick little cherry-picked mm-hmm. windows of like oh, when yeah. things yeah, happen. So that's a LeBron data. stat. But my point is college basketball. Um, thank God I had good company last night because otherwise college basketball is brutal. Stephen Kroll, I'm going to say this. Can we, when you pass the ball into him, Stephen, don't wait 72 seconds before you start your move. I mean, literally, I honestly thought he has a tick because the ball is fed into him, and he stands there, <laughs> waits for the double team to come, and then turns it over. It, I don't know what's going on with him. like Because the opposing big and Tyler Wall and every other big in the game, you get the ball, you, you, know, you find where the player is behind you if you're going to back in, and then you go. Steven got the ball and then just started reading a poem. <laughs> <laughs> Doing his English homework. Right. And oh, then decided to finally start moving. And lo and behold, Maryland was able to get the double over because Stephen was writing sonnets before he started his uh, actual <laughs> post move. Oh, uh, man. And every time they doubled, he kept on turning it over. That Look, wasn't he, great. He would have been a little quicker if he went to haikus. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Look, five, Jim, seven, five. Student athlete, okay? He's focusing on his studies. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Uh, 844-770-3776. What's the worst type of fan to sit next to in a game? Because there was another guy, and I just didn't understand his excitement, Matt. Uh, there, was, there was an amazing play. And I'm not a high-five guy, uh, but A.J. Storr uh, got a, a fast-break dunk. Amazing dunk. It was on uh, Peacock Highlights. LePay had a great call. And there was some high-fiving around us. And that's, right, that's normal, right? You see a sweet dunk, you high-five, you, you high-five the people around you, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, sure. This guy, uh, to the point where the woman who was with him, I don't know if it was his wife or girlfriend, even kind of gave him a side eye, stood up and basically just had a conniption. Like, like, just started shaking. I didn't know if he was, like, okay. He just stood up and screamed at the top of his lungs and just started shaking for, like, a good In 10 excitement? seconds Let's yeah, go. after this dunk and screaming. Wow. It was unsettling. Like, I was a second away from going to get the usher being like, this man's not okay. Like, I thought he was cheering. But I actually think he needs some professional. Like he needs help. Gym. That was a lot. Yeah, I was judging him because then he did it another time with a charge. <laughs> he somehow was more excited about the charge than the dunk, which I would definitely ju- so judge him for that. Good way to get in the into the open space and take that away from the offender driving. Yeah, or the offensive guy driving. Like that's just good fundamental basketball. Yeah. Uh, Johnny chimes in. Worst fantasy sit next to easy Jim Rutler's no question. I am a great hang in a game. People like me. I go to games all the time. <laughs> I will say, Jim, isn't this like the third story you've had this like sports season since last yeah. September? Yeah. Where you've had like a run-in or bad experiences with the fans around you? No, I didn't have bad experiences. The well, fans who no. were with me, though, to Johnny's point, had a good time. Okay. But the people... Molly was with me. Molly was with you at Lambeau Field, yeah. right? And, and the that people was... who were with me, uh, they, they emailed separately. and like, hey, we had an amazing time with the game. I took them to a Badger game oh. and a Packer game at a great time. Uh, Chalmers from Chalmers Jewelers. Uh, he has had a great time. I've gone to games with him. I go to games with people and repeat games with people all the time. Dan from uh, Simden, if he's listening, he, I, I he had a good time. Game. Yeah, we had a game. I'm what good. game? We went to a Bucks game. Yeah. Why didn't I get invited? Uh, I don't even know if you were it was around. A while ago. Yeah. So before you're born. Hey now. 
Uh, at least maybe at the you. station there. But uh, Johnny, very obnoxious. Sure, John. I sit there quietly and talk to someone. Talk to the guy next to me. So, uh, Johnny, I think you're kind of telling on yourself. But I will say this: that uh, again, Scott Chalmers had a good time with me at Chal- you know at the at the game in Chalmers Jewelers. I got my ball watch on from Chalmers Jewelers. You can treat yourself. Mother's Day is coming up. If you screwed up Valentine's Day, you could still try to save your grace, uh, save your bacon over at uh, Chalmers mm. Jewelers in Madison or in Middleton. They have custom jewelry. They're Madison's custom jeweler. Over at uh, Chalmers Jewelers, uh, we're going to ask you eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. What is the worst type of fan to sit near at a game? And I'm just going to say this: Please stop yelling when you're in the two twenty fives. Duke in the Lou chimes in. I really hope Jim was in or around section one twenty four last night because I think I saw the same guy. Uh, we were not. I was basically right above you, so it would have made more sense if that guy yelling in one twenty four because there's a chance they hear you. Right. The old guy might have been yelling at the trees because nobody's hearing him except for me. I am into the idea of, you know, getting heard if you're trying to chirp the ref. Right. That's fine. By Dude, me. I had to sit courtside one time with someone. I'll tell the story on the other side. That was uncomfortable. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We sent it by Coors Light. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Watch every show live and for free on the ESPN Madison YouTube channel. Madison chimes in. The worst kind of fan to sit next to is the one that tells everyone around them to sit down during big plays. I agree with you on that one, Phil. He's Matt Hamilton. <laughs> I am Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. We are presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue. You know what to do. And that's Coors Light. Absolutely. This is going to sound a little backwards given my <laughs> stories from Monday and Tuesday. All right. But I think it's the fan that's too drunk. Okay. That, I'll give you that. <laughs> Because they're a little mix of everything. Yeah, because they're like, loud. Here's the, the problem is like I don't necessarily mind the fan that's a little too drunk if they're sitting in front of me. It's the one that's sitting behind me, and I know I'm getting spilled on at some point. Oh uh, yeah, no, right. Yeah, that's the that. issue because your balance is already off, and if you got like an open top, also because like there's a, a fine line here of, um, I guess I'll describe myself as a fan if I'm going to a game. I want to go to the game. I'll have, I'll knock back a couple Coors Light. I want to be able to kind of chat without screaming to the people mm-hmm. next to me. Obviously, big things are going on. Obviously, you stand up, you do the whole thing. I want to be able to have that ability, and then also, yeah, just kind of talk the game, talk life, just like have a good time. Like there's a lot of pause, a lot of t- downtime in games. So I just want to be able to have that conversation. You can do your thing around me. Don't be bumping into me. Don't step on my shoes. Don't like again. One time is fine, but like, and just don't basically make. Don't make my experience. Don't make yourself notable in my experience of the game, and I'll do my best to do the same. Right. So, how 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 would this uh, make you feel? You. So, I was at a basketball game not too long ago, and every time the opposing team was at the free throw line, I heard this. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what do you do? How do you tell that like twelve year old girl to shut the heck up? I, and, like, dude, <laughs> Just, that's impossible. No Honestly, Irrelevant. that's one where. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I would never do that to the. the that, girl. It was so loud. Yeah, I would and I, never, no, obviously, I, yeah, no, I made it fun because I yeah, asked yeah. her and her mom if it was okay if I recorded that yeah, sound so yeah. I could use it for a soundbite, and yeah. they were both absolutely thrilled right. that uh, yeah. I would think to do that, and we're hoping to listen to the show. So, so that I gave one them the podcast honestly, and stuff. So yeah, no, that's it turned great. into a fun thing. Yeah, but at first, 
I was like, oh my gosh, this can't happen every every time. Right, and right. then by like the end of the second quarter, getting into the third, I was I turned around and asked, and then all of a sudden it became a thing. And then now I started yelling, "You yeah. suck!" with her yeah. to the opponents every time they're at the free throw line. Now I couldn't get into yelling at the opponent. I just I'm all I'm just embarrassed. Here, we're too far back where no one's gonna come up after us. True, but I'm just embarrassed for myself if I'm yelling boo or what. I don't do the. I just don't do that. I'm fine if you do it as long again as long as you're not like in my ear. Or, I or normally don't, it. but she. But I just point, like fed off her I, energy. You help. You handled it great. Um, and I think, honestly, at this point, I just would have been like, all right, at least I got something for the show. But I, I don't even know if I would have turned around and asked for the audio. That's really smart of you. But I wouldn't have, I just would have been like. There's just so many times I've wanted to say it to you. It just seemed like the perfect audio to get. Right. And the thing is, like, that's what I would say to her parent who's yeah. there. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> parent your child. Right. Like, <laughs> like, if my daughter, like, I might let him do it like once, but like, all, I'll be like, Look, there's all the, the, this isn't our own personal space, so like, we all got to share it. Let's yeah. just be a little bit courteous. The guy's not going to be affected, so like, you got your minute. Let's move on. That's I mean, if I was a parent, I'd be like, you, you got to stop. Yeah, but as a kid, they maybe fired that out once and it worked. Yeah, now but still, like, as a parent, yeah, you're like, me. either zip it or we're going home. Like that's real simple. <laughs> like that would be after a couple times if I'm at a game with Rosie, Man. I'd be like, you got to cut it out or we're going home. Really? Because I know that everyone around her is annoyed. It's right. just like no, a screaming sure. kid at it. Like if I, well, I should say like, if Fortunately, kid, it wasn't any more shrill than that. That was it. And it was like, okay. It'd be like anywhere. If I'm in public and I think my kid is disrupting someone else's time uh, in, in a way that's... I mean, it's one thing if they're just being kids. Right. But like if they're just... I don't, I'm very aware that I don't need my kids to be the center of everyone else's attention. You know the worst time for kids to act like that? If you take your kids to a movie, yes, to exactly. a movie theater, and they, they at a sporting that, event, we gotta go. At a sporting event, everyone's loud. Kids get loud. They get hyped up. They get into it. I find it annoying. It's whatever. They're kids. But if you're doing it at a movie, that kid should never be allowed to movies again until they're like until they can drive. In my opinion, what? So if a kid's like yelling at the screen saying, "No, no, no," how about like I go to see the new Top Gun movie and kids are literally pouring popcorn on each other in the seats next yeah, to no. me and down on the row in front that's, of that's, us? That's bad. That's that's <laughs> yes. bad parenting. Look, I also get upset. Like you, you gotta just, you gotta rein your kids in. Like this isn't a free for all. People are paying money. Like you gotta rein them in again. It's like. We're gonna That's go? the worst. The parent who you can tell is just sitting there is just like dead inside. Oh, I was They're this close. I was at a movie. Some kid had a, a phone out in front of me the whole okay. time, like a five-year-old, which I'm just going to have to say, don't have your five-year-old on your phone for two hours for a movie. Don't bring them to the movie if they don't want to go. So the five-year-old's on their movie or on their phone playing a game the whole time, which is distracting as hell as I'm trying to watch the movie. It literally mm-hmm. says put your phone Sound down. Sound on? Uh, no, but it's still like you're trying to you watch the movie. The you light, just yeah. see the, everything moving around. I just... I didn't say anything. It wasn't bothering my kids, and so I just did my best focus on the movie. But it was rude as hell. And in my head, I'm like, "You're, you're not parenting right now." So it's obviously a kids movie. It was a kids movie they were at too. Yeah, it was like mm. I think the new Willy Wonka movie, which I highly recommend. Oh, the musical. Loved it. Banger. Uh, All right. Phil Let's Madison go. says he doesn't like sitting next to Cubs fans. Okay. I was gonna say the fan who can't get along with like opposing fans around them. Like maybe if it's a playoff game, but like if you're just like talking to like your Brewers fan, you're at a regular season game, you. Can't get along with the Cubs fans. I think it's more the idea that half the stadium. Well, that that can be an issue. So it's like it's not necessarily this Cub fan or that Cub fan. It's the fact that there's that overriding the stadium fans. Yes. All right. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt here and just because he didn't specifically call out any other fan base. True. Right. The Cubs. It's just because they basically turned it into Wrigley North. 
yeah. when they come to town. That is very annoying. But so I think that can be annoying, and it's not like it's not that individual's fault. <laughs> it's just we understand we have a parking lot. You don't. Here's the here's the thing. <laughs> you want to come to our game? <laughs> I love how you try to like your team just is not passionate enough to not sell their tickets to Cubs fans. No, no, no. I'm, you not, I'm yeah. not defending anything. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just explaining. It's not a parking lot. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, it's a parking lot. No, it's not a parking lot tailgate thing. It is a. It is easier to get to Milwaukee with traffic than it is to Chicago at times. That's basically what I'm saying. And you have a spot to put your car. It's simple. I'm not even talking about tailgating. I'm not talking about anything other than the fact the convenience of going to Milwaukee yes, the is better than the convenience yes. of going to Wrigley. It's tra- like well, anyone that, like from Chicago will tell you it's the traffic. They can honestly get home and to the game mm-hmm. easier to uh, Amfam Field and Wrigley Field a lot of times, especially if you're on the mm-hmm. north side of it. If you're on the, like if you're in the Chicago burbs, it is easier for you to go north than it is for you to go south. Sounds like a Wisconsinite. It's not the heat; it's the humidity. <laughs> These taxes, man, yeah, are so much it's not easier. The stadium, it's it's the it's the commute. You seen the sales tax the on the beers? I mean, like you'd rather, if you're a baseball fan, you'd rather go to Wrigley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a more historic oh, field yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong; the yeah. Ivy Wall is iconic, but like it's. A, Really old stadium, and they have no parking there. It's easier to get to Milwaukee. It it's is very absolutely. cool, when and they take over Milwaukee. Awesome. So I understand why, if you're a big Brewers fan and you're going to lots of games, but and then be all of a sudden at, you feel like it's. Split. But should you say? Should you be mad at Brewers fans? I mean, maybe, but they're the, not beating Brewer fans up and taking their tickets. They're <laughs> you buying. Don't know them. that? You I don't do know that. That's hap- it can happen. It can happen. Nope. And honestly, that's the way I'm going to think about it because that's a Cub fan. I'm a Brewer fan. I'm not going to give them the benefit of the doubt. It's so funny too because like Cubs fans, like you're like third on their list of people that they hate, but yeah. like Brewers is number one. And so like that's Wait, the other funny part. Wh- who's the second on that list? Because Cardinals are one. Sox. Oh, yeah. white you cross town rivals. Yeah. The yeah, White Sox fans do have a real inferiority complex yes, about the Cubs. Yes, yes, yes. So um, it's it's just it's just funny. But I mean, I get it. Like. You, ha- you don't have any rivals anymore as the Brewers because the Minnesota yeah. Twins were your rival. You switched divisions, so you have right. to just manifest one. It's not your fault the Cubs already had one with the Cardinals. Right. We're, I mean, we're swinging up. That's all, we're, that's all we got. Uh, you know what? You don't have to swing up or down. Uh, if you have any problems, you can just call our good friends at Revive Restoration. That's right. <laughs> and, guys, I wish I would have <laughs> called them sooner because not only did they take care of fire damage, water damage, smoke damage, mold remediation safely and effectively get rid of asbestos but they also clean your heating ducts and the most importantly your dryer vent i let my wife diy when i was out of town and we are dryerless and yeah. it's an issue so if you might think that you need to clean that dryer vent out and you were thinking about giving it a run yourself Take a step back, have a Coors Light, and call Josh Duggan at Revive Restoration, or you can go online and book an appointment today at revivepros.com. They're effective, they're fast, they're efficient. Hit them up. They are the ones for you. That's Revive Restoration. And tell them Jim and Matt sent you. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. It's Wednesday. Hey! I'll see you later, Jimmy. Let's go. All right. Okay. I got to set the over-under here then. Well, we gotta wait for Matt to leave the room so he doesn't know the category. Give me a caller then. Give me a caller then. 
Well, uh, hold on, hold on. So today we are going to be running in celebration of Matt's birth week. Obviously, he's turning seventy-five. Mm-hmm. Uh, we asked Matt his birthdays. <laughs> no, actually, we're going to ask him how much he's been paying attention since he was born. There have been fourteen U.S. presidents since Matt Hamilton was born in the year nineteen forty-nine. So we're setting the over/under at what, Jim? How many do you think Matt? Can Honestly, get? this feels like Matt is. He the, should be able to get like ten, right? Right. He's a trivia. Dork of like Matt is good at like he loves knowing things without knowing things like to be able to list something off yeah yeah it'll make him feel very so how many of my there's a lot so. it's fourteen since he was theoretically born in 1949 I'm gonna set it at eight and a half eight and a half yeah okay yeah because I feel like nine or ten is a real number but eight and a half I feel like will get people to bet you know what else Matt forgot to do what he forgot to turn his mic off when he left the room. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so since Matt's such an old man, he turned 75. We want callers number five and caller number seven today yeah. on Minute to Win It. 844-770-3776. Caller number five and caller number seven. Uh, you're automatically going to win at least a $25 gift card to North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. And if you pick the right over-under, you will win a $50 gift card to North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. 844-770-3776. Caller number five and caller number seven automatically win at least a $25 gift card to North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. And if you pick the right over under, you will get a $50 gift card to North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. 844-770-3776. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Send it back to Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, featuring national curling champion and America's sweetheart, Matt Hamilton, on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. North and South Seafood Smokehouse has got that swag. They got that awesome barbecue ribs, amazing uh, crab legs, and everything in between. They got brisket. They got bowls. They got everything over. Deep fried catfish. Deep fried catfish. If over that's your okay. fish fry of choice. Man, I'm going to have to get to North and South. I'm going to get to North and South at the Seafood Smokehouse either this weekend or next. Uh, you can visit the location of Madison DeForest. Or in Verona, all three are fantastic locations. Check out North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, Madison, Verona, the Forest. They have uh, catering, they have uh, carryout, and they have uh, delivery as well. North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. You're going to have an amazing time no matter how you experience it. Let's get to Minute to Win It. Will Matt beat the odds? I say everything with pure confidence, whether I think I'm totally right or not. Or crumble under pressure. Pressure, pressure. This is the Minute to Win It, presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona. Yeah, Matt, will you crumble under pressure in today's category? Because this one's about you. It's your birth week. We know you've been around since the great year 1949. (laughs) And we want to know... Well, Matt, there's been 14 U.S. presidents since you were born in the year 1949. <laughs> How many of them can you name in today's Minute to Win It? All right. Oh, no. I'll give you a second to think about it. All right, Matt, how you feeling? How's your presidential knowledge these days? Not good. Not good. Okay, well, hopefully uh, caller number five, uh, hopefully you can turn that around for him. But your timer starts now. Okay, so Biden? Biden, yep. Trump? He's- Trump, yep. Obama. Number 45, yep. All right, he's working his way backwards. Three, you got four. Clinton. All right, that's five. Uh, H.W. Bush. There you go. Um, W's dad. Jimmy Carter. 
Jimmy Carter. Yep, there Ronald you go. Reagan. Reagan. There you go. You're at a quick eight, Matt Hamilton. I know, but that's that part where I was going to say. I'm tapping out. Um, now, this is right where we get to the year you were actually born, right? Right around yeah. this time? Yeah, right around this time, I think, is when I was actually born. Oh, no, like Reagan is 80. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. So all these right. are all the presidents that. I, <clears throat> honestly, I can't remember Dude. any that go before this. All right, I forget. Don't, don't say anything, Jim. Come um, on. Throw out a name. I've, I've literally, I've, I'm just blanking because oh all the other God. ones are way earlier. Um, George, George Washington? Yeah. Uh, let's go. Come on. Nixon. There you Nixon. go. Well done. Um, Richard Nixon, 69 to 74. All right, my one. last guess is going to be Hoover. Hoover? Wait, Herbert Hoover? Yeah, I just threw a name Hooverville out there. from the Great Depression? Nah. <laughs> JFK? Oh, JFK was a good one. I forgot. I forgot JFK. He was a pretty big one. <laughs> he should have been like, what's one of our sponsors? Security. Oh, Lincoln Johnson? Woodrow Wilson was after... No. No? Who's he after? He was He was president during World War One. <laughs> Who took over at Truman? Truman. Truman, I could have thought. That's Truman was actually where it started for you, Matt Hamilton. Right, that's could have been the first. Okay. He took over in 1945 until 53. Dude, it is way harder when you're on the spot. If you gave <laughs> me you a little bit of time. JFK, to, like, or yeah, like, know, oh, totally, dude. Like, I, you're right. I you can't did, you believe it. You added such a run. I thought you, I had set the over-under at eight and a half. And, and you I, got nine. Oh, so. okay. Good. I know you're you. a line you. champion. Yeah, I know you. Here's the thing. I just panicked, guy. Like, I, I was going in a guy. row, and then... I no longer knew the order or even like remote order. So then it was just pulling him out of the air and hoping so it was we before thought you get like Brian thought 10. And I said to make it kind of to get people to bet. I said at eight and a half because yeah, like nine, 10 line. was kind of I number. think if I could had, if I had some time to think about it, not on the spot, I definitely could have got 10. If you had some time to think about it, not on the spot, the I game. would expect you to get all 14. If I'm being honest. <laughs> really? Yes. I don't think I would have got all, all right. Let's 14. go back here. Harry S. Truman. You got there. Okay. 1945 to 53. Ever heard of Dwight D. Eisenhower? Yeah. Yep. Yep. There you go. Built the highways, infrastructure, fifty-three to sixty-one. Then, as Jim said, JFK. Okay, that pretty big one. notable guy. Um, hard I, to miss on that I'm one. Trying to, who took over for JFK? Lyndon B. Johnson. That's what I said. B. Johnson. Yeah. There you go. LBJ. I don't think I would have got that one. Honestly, I don't think I would have got that one. Matt Hamilton didn't never could have gotten you all love the way. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. No, not really. Oh, I thought you did. Lady Bird Johnson was a dog. I, Oh, that I really, went way over Matt's head. Yeah, I really did enjoy like all the all the like JFK stuff and like the conspiracy. conspiracy. Yeah, was it the guys of the grassy knoll or was well, it? In the you would book? think that in the conspiracy. Yeah, if no, you're, totally. I totally should have known that, but like, in, in, again, that was after. That's after all the good parts happened. And speaking <laughs> of after Lyndon B. Johnson, you did get Richard Nixon, Matt Hamilton, not a crook, just like Richard. Uh, and then who took over after him? Any guess, Matt? Between Nixon and Jimmy Carter, so think uh, think about the Lions. No, nope. what field did the Lions play at? Ford. Ford. Nothing. Nothing come nothing. out of that. Uh, no, I know. Who's Hunter Vaughn's favorite president? <laughs> I have no idea. Gerald Ford. That's Gerald right. Ford. Honestly, I just couldn't say. Henry Ford. <laughs> That's the only Ford that was Ford in my head. Explorer. No? <laughs> that was all that was in my head. Yeah, so, yeah, I think Ford I think 14 would have been rough. I think 10 is something I could have done had I had two minutes 
And uh, I think Jim said the perfect taken line you, for one minute. It would have taken you a full minute to get one more present. Two more. Because I got nine. You got nine. You said to get to ten. No. Did I say to get to ten? Yes. Like maybe. Like yeah, counting is hard for Matt, let yeah. alone naming presidents. Come I'm on. proud of him. Come on. I think there was no. Take that for that. I think it was 12 that would have taken me two minutes because I eventually got to Truman. I might have been able to pull out. Not getting JFK is just crazy. That, to me. Totally crazy, dude. Like, again. When you put on the spot, you've got a minute to win it. And I know, but I you're was like panicking. conspiracy weird. Like JFK, I thought uh, you said number one. I know. I should have said. I mean, if I would have said it number one, I would have forgot somebody in the in the row. He would have forgotten Barack. He would have. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I was going to forget Joe because he's currently the president. I would have just Honestly, spaced it out like I that would, was a given. That was the one I was wondering about the most. You don't think of the current sitting president. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. happened yeah. before with other things where you don't think about like the actual that's happening in the moment. All right. Well, we're proud of you, Matt. Hey, You're a history it. teacher. Hey, did they pick me Not or so did much. they pick the under? Uh, yeah, Ted in Evansville. Very happy about your historical knowledge, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> this is Roger Hamilton presented by Coors Light.